0: Pulled out of our comfort zone, the necessity of an active faith, and being stretched. We think that we want comfort and ease. We think we want it. But in reality, we don't want comfort and ease. In fact, if we got it, it would be detrimental to us. Now, I don't mean just time to relax, time away, vacation. What we're talking is a prolonged, lasting, indefinite comfort and ease, which is hard for us to say, well, I'm, like, we're, we're in the midst of the grind now, right? Whether it's in school or going to be going back to school, like, we know what the grind is like. So we hear of, like, this bliss of, infinite comfort and ease were like, yeah, I want that, what do you mean I don't want that? Dostoevsky is a 19th century Russian novelist and he, in one of his books, he was commenting on this notion of a political utopia. And what he said was, he said, if you gave people everything that they could ever want, you just drown them in a sea of happiness, put them in a warm pool all day, feed him grapes, give him economic security to the extent that he's got nothing else to do other than to sleep, eat cake, and busy himself with the continuation of his species, as he put it. He said the first thing that would happen, maybe after a week, the first thing that would happen is they would begin just to tear things down. They'd begin just to try to cause chaos, to have things be chaotic just for the simple fact of giving themselves something interesting to do. Why is that? Because we're not made for comfort and ease. We're not wired that way. We, can only, we know that we can only sit down and do nothing for so long. We can only binge on whatever our favorite streaming platform is for so long before sadness will come in, depression, even a nihilistic worldview, we desire, and not only desire, we need a struggle. We need to, like, like we know, like, the struggle, the act of attaining something or reaching for the goal is the very thing that brings about, like, this sense of accomplishment. Like, we're made stronger after a struggle. And so the things that pull us out of this comfort, they give us a sense of accomplishment, like, you know, thanks, I think, largely part to how I how I was raised by my parents on the farm and just a number of ways that, like, I just had a very, like, early sense of that growing up, of the sense of of, of of striving for things and a sense of, of goals. And the first part or the first avenue that came in was, was sports, of, like, dedicating myself to something, whether it's, you know, lift, lifting weights to get stronger so that I can get faster, so I can you know, better perform, all of these things. Like, I, 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 what, what, what I noticed was, and what we do notice, and early on, things, I, large part, just my parents and the upbringing is, is, is noticing this. And the same thing with school. Like, no, no, the, more I can, the more I study, the more I can learn, the more I can excel, so devoting myself, all these things pulled me out of my comfort zone. And then I would go to church. And I would be bored out of my mind. This outside of these walls was this sense of pushing myself, this sense of striving for something, something that was difficult. And then I did not, I did not experience that inside the walls of the church. Whether that was at mass, whether that was in religious education, I believed, I believed in God, but my faith was not activated, which brings us to the necessity of an active faith. Our second reading we heard, we're in Hebrews, Hebrews and we're going to be spending time in Hebrews these next couple of weeks. We're in chapter 11, and chapter 11 is the chapter in the entire, entire Bible on faith. And faith, the word faith, the concept of faith is probably the most misunderstood word in the religious vocabulary because the world really belittles Christians for having faith, because in their mind, faith is something that just, it's what what children do. They blindly accept things with no basis of evidence whatsoever. You have people of science that are over here, and people of science, they're logical, they're people of reason, they're coherent, and then you have people of faith over here. And people of faith, they're not logical, they're not reasonable, they just kinda, blindly follow things. But that's not at all what the Bible says faith is. Not at the least. And so what, what Paul does, we believe Paul, or the debate who wrote Hebrews, but instead of giving just this impersonal definition of faith, which faith stays in the abstract, what he does is he gives examples after example after example. What we heard was him go through Abraham. But if you read the entire chapter of 11, it goes through Abraham, he goes through Noah, he goes through Moses Isaac, Jacob, and example after example, the thing that's being drawn out is is by faith they answered a call and they experienced a struggle. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called. By faith, Abraham journeyed, even though he didn't know where the heck he was going to go. By faith, Abraham received power to generate, even though he was too old and even though Sarah was sterile. So with being stressed of what faith is, with being stressed with all these people, Abraham, Moses, Abraham is able to do these great things because of faith. So what we see is that faith, faith is trust. It's confidence. Even though I don't fully see, I'm going to listen and have confidence and I'm going to trust the one who's called me forth for this mission and the struggles in which they endured, the high call of which they received, whether it was Abraham to be a father, a great father of many nations, whether it was Noah and the flood and building the ark whether it was Moses and and leading the people out of Egypt, out of slavery this call to greatness, to follow God and demanding everything out of them what that's not is Oh, come on to Bible study once a month. You know. There'll be pizza there. That's what, that's what had me have a disinterest in, in, in the faith and in the church. Is this kind of, the, 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 I didn't get this sense of the church demanding forth from me the way that I experience outside these walls. And it's more of that, like, for I, I think what we've seen, especially over the, over the past 50 years, is the church has stopped demanding the struggle. That things are, everyone's just okay. Everyone's fine just their, the way they are, in hopes, like the philosophy, I think, was the hopes was to draw other people in. But what's happened is it's really had the opposite effect. And I think, and what I've seen is like people who, who have come back to the church, especially younger people, it's people who are like, just, just give me the truth. Like, I I, want to know what's demanded of me. I want to, I want to, I want to know what God demands of me because I'm confused in what the world is offering. Like, I'm just, I'm confused. There's got to be something, something clear of, which, of what I'm called to. But it requires faith that's active. I'm going to trust and have confidence, even in the midst of the struggle of the path and the mission that God's called me to, of which each and every one of these people in Hebrews 11 certainly experienced. That's why the church has said there's an urgent need now to once again to see that faith is a light. That faith is is a light that kind of expands the horizon, something difficult to reach. And that's where Pope Benedict says, he says this, man was not created for comfort. Man was created for greatness, for God himself. He was created to be filled by God, but his heart was too small for the greatness in which he was destined for. So his heart must be stretched. The greatness that you and I are called to, that the deepest part of our core is like, I want to strive for it, is God himself. To be conformed to him. Who is goodness himself. Who is perfection himself. It's like, I, I, I can strive for that. I'm supposed to strive for that. That's something we, we, we don't know and I don't, I don't think we, we realize, but our hearts are too small for that greatness of which we're destined to, so that it needs to be stretched. So I think the question for us is, am, am I feeling stretched in my spiritual life? Maybe we haven't activated the faith. Maybe I, don't, maybe I haven't heard the call that Abraham had. I, don't, I haven't heard the call that Moses and, and all of us have been called our baptism, for to become like God, to be divinized, that's a high aim and a high bar. And so what we're going to do these next two weeks, we're going to be in in Hebrews chapter 12. And what we're going to see is what the Bible says in these two chapters and how how we're to be stretched, how our mind is to be stretched and how our hearts are to be stretched and how it is God and God alone who is the one who ultimately calls us and pulls us out of the comfort and ease. You and I, as Pope Benedict says, we're called for greatness, to be great, to do great, not comfort and ease. Please that we become a community here at Notre Dame that that know to the extent of what God has called us to to greatness of Him and us and to know that no one pulls us out of comfort and ease the way God does.